السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله الحمد لله for this new initiative بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه يا جماعين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل قدة من لساني يفقه قولي هبز النعمة this is something that you should expect every single episode I will be starting this way. Um, it's so important. This du'a of Musa salam is so important to me. It is, to me, it's the, um, the key to uh, successful teaching, su- successful um, da'wah. It is, um, it's what, it's a, it's a powerful tool that I use whenever I would like to teach or speak about this beautiful deen of ours, the deen of al-Islam. Um, I wanted to, I've been doing some type of podcast on the SoundCloud account, but I really wanted to have, uh, to try having an account on, on Apple so that people could, wherever they could actually have access to it. I'm bilingual. My name is Binta. I'm bilingual in French and English, and I'm still trying to figure out how I can make either this podcast bilingual or, uh if not completely bilingual, a little bit of both um, at first, because I may not have the time to translate everything and, you know, and have full um, content in both languages, but I really, really would like to benefit both. Um, a little bit about me. So as I mentioned, my name is Binta, and I have moved, I recently moved back to Africa. I said back because I was born in Ivory Coast, Abidjan, actually. And uh, my father is originally from Senegal and has family in Guinea. And my mother is from Texas in the U.S. They met in California. Uh, this story is a book in itself. <laughs> and maybe one day I will write that story. Allahu alam. But um, I am what you call an African-American. Um, I'm a Muslim and uh, really grateful really really grateful for islam um i was not always practicing islam um i went through a period of uh, not knowing what to do because my mother is you know she was um she comes from a christian family and born and raised christian and church going she sang in the choir she was actually a solo in the choir in the, at church and so um, she, you know, church is a huge part of her culture. And um, so I had, I grew up with that. And then also my father being Muslim. And I was really, really confused growing up as to which faith to follow. Um, and I felt restless during that time. It was, I can't, I couldn't put my finger on it, but I was not happy. I, I had other trials, of course, but I really... Like, I'm still having trials. But now, the difference between now and then is that then I just had this underlying sadness and restlessness that I no longer have. I go through trials now. I go through difficult moments as well. But I have more of a peaceful um, approach to the trials and to the situation that I face because I feel so centered in... uh, Because the dean centers me so much. So I am so grateful for that. 
And um, my journey with the Quran, I did not grow up going to Dara, growing, <laughs> going to uh, Madrasa and all of these things. No, um, my, house, my house was very secular, um, very much secular. Uh, I was not taught how to pray. I was not taught anything really about the deen. Um, and I kind of figured it out on my own as I uh, got close to... Uh, going to college, that's when I started to kind of, you know, decide to choose a faith. I chose Islam at that point. And, um, but even then, I didn't know much about my deen. And I was just going through the motion, trying to pray on and off, uh, not knowing much about it. And, but I always told myself, you know what, I'm going to read the Bible, and I'm going to read the Quran, and I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> well, I knew a little bit of the Bible, and... Uh, I didn't know anything about the Quran, but I, I bought a, I got a translation of the Quran and I started reading it. And at first I did not know, I didn't understand anything because Baqarah was really a mystery to me. Fatiha, yes, but Baqarah was a mystery to me and I just really couldn't get through it, but I kept reading. I just kept reading and then I came across these prophets that I already knew because like I said, I knew a little bit about the Bible, my mother. Um, you know, bought me so many of the books um, uh, for the prophets and, you know, the children's book. So I knew a lot of the stories of the prophets from the Bible's perspective. And so finding these names in the Quran the, and these prophets, I knew their stories already. And so that kept me interested. And I kept reading and I came across, you know, uh, passages that were so comforting to me. Passages that explain the trials of this life. Passages that explain life. And... Um, I just kept reading, just kept reading. And so then I just started reading the translation of the Quran um, from the beginning to the end. And I was very much attached to the translation. And then I started, you know, um, listening to some lectures here and there. Um, <clears throat> and then I got pregnant. Um, I wanted to, when I was actually reading, I, um, I wanted to, um, I saw the story of Zachariah and I uh, made a dua and and so I loved the name Yahya, and I was like, okay, if I have a son, you know, I will name him Yahya. And I got pregnant, and I knew, because I was making the dua of so much, I was like, I'm having a boy, and I'm going to name him Yahya. And exactly what happened, I had a boy. He was born as a preemie. I was six months pregnant, 24 weeks, and he lived a day. And then Allah took him back. He died in my arms, and he breathed his last in my arms. And uh, this transformed me. And I always say this, I said this trial was actually a blessing in disguise because it transformed me. It opened my eyes, it woke me up. Like this is the biggest wake up call I had. When I saw my child die, I told myself I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be going through the exact same experience. This is my blood and my flesh. And that's part of me. And so part of me is dying right now. And I'm going to go through this. Am I ready to meet my Lord? Which I wasn't. I definitely wasn't. <laughs> and I said, I can't continue life the way I'm, I'm living it. I need to prepare for that meeting with my Lord. So when I came out of the hospital, I, um, I, was list I started watching a lot of lectures. I was... I was crying a lot. They gave me um, some antidepressant pills that I never 
uh, I never I never got I just started watching um, different YouTube you know on like trials and how to face trials and things like that and I came across uh, the tafsir of Surah Yusuf on YouTube and it was the entire tafsir and I started watching it and it was my medication I was crying morning and evening and I was watching this and I felt so comforted so comforted by the by the tafsir of Surah Yusuf by the story of Surah Yusuf and uh, this since that time this surah became my my favorite surah actually um, because of so much comforting um, and I it really was what I needed and I wanted to know more I started I came across some um, videos of Numan Ali Khan talking about the divine speech and he was coming to Atlanta at the time I was living in Atlanta I was like oh I need to register and I went to attend this class I wanted I was thirsty for knowledge and his class took me to another level when I came out of his class on Monday I was putting hijab on I had my hijab on and I never took it off since then and that was October 2009 um, we are in October 2023 so I think it's fitting that I start this podcast uh, and that I start this first one with with that story so from October 2009 to October 2023 which is now where we are now um, I just kept growing in knowledge and growing in my faith and I'm still growing. I'm still on this journey. I'm still very thirsty for knowledge. I, um, I know there's so much I, I have still yet to learn and that makes me excited. So uh, I faced actually uh, a divorce and also a layoff. I was an accountant for 12 years at the Canadian consulate in Atlanta and um, they were laying off the accountant's position. They were kind of centralizing it in Florida and so I was let go. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, I was let go with, you know, reference, uh, you know, severance package and um, help to look for another job. But at that point, it was the perfect time again. The Qadr of Allah is always perfect. It was a perfect time for me to take a pause and to readjust and see where I wanted to go with my life. At that very moment, I got a proposal from the Imam of the Masjid uh, in my neighborhood and uh, I accepted. I accepted the, the, the marriage. I always respected him um, and I knew that he could help me. Uh, again, he could take me to another level. So. Alhamdulillah, this journey, that's how it's been. It's like every time I'm being taken to a higher level, I believe. And uh, I'm very, very grateful to Allah for that. So, uh, I got married in 2012. October 2012? <laughs> There's something about this month of October, I'm telling you. So, October 4th, 2012, I got married to my husband. and uh, And we... It's, it's been a ride. It's been an amazing, amazing ride thus far. Tabarakallah. And I've grown so much. I completed uh, the Quran with him. I'm still on my Hiv's journey, but I've completed the, the reading, the recitation. I was granted uh, ijazah in, uh, in Hafs. 
and I've been teaching sisters how to read the Book of Allah since 2013, till 10 years ago. Uh, I mean, yeah, I started 10 years ago. And I've also um, attended several uh, workshops by Discovery Muhammad Sharif, rahimahullah, and decided to go into life coaching. So uh, at the time, he was no longer offering um, life coaching, I think, um, certification. So I ended up getting certified by non-Muslims. And just recently, when um, Discover You, when his team brought it back, I went ahead and registered for it. And, and now I'm, uh, I do, I'm certified as well. I'm certified with, the, uh, with his company as a Muslim life coach. So I have different um, background and experience in life coaching, as well as, uh, you know, Quran and Islamic studies. And so with that, I decided uh, the, the year of his death, the year of uh, Muhammad Sharif's death. And um, a colleague of mine passed away, actually my best friend's husband. And both deaths kind of shook me. And I decided to, again, wake up. Death is such a teacher to me. Uh, to wake up and to, and to basically go after my dreams and not... Um, shy away from what I want to do uh, for the sake of Allah, but to keep pushing and to keep believing that Allah will guide me and do what is best for me. So I came up with this platform called Women of Quran Now because I saw how I was, okay, at this time I was coaching sisters and teaching sisters the Quran, and I saw that, you know, the Quran helps us, the Quran coaches us, the Quran helps us to live. And so what better way than to have a place where I'm able to sit with the sister and coach her and also teach her the book of Allah so that at the end she she overcomes her limiting beliefs and at the same time grows closer to Allah because many of the obstacles that we have uh, in our deen is, is because of the way we're thinking, is because of the way we are seeing a situation. It has to do with our thoughts. So this, was a, this is why I'm a mindset, Muslim mindset coach, because everything is really comes down to mindset. And when you think about the Hadith Qudsi, where Allah says, I am as my slave thinks I am, you know, this summarizes really what I'm trying to say. It's like your relationship with Allah is going to depend on your mindset and on the way you're thinking. So I coach you to make sure that, you know, you do not let your thoughts that are not helpful to you be a, an obstacle to you getting closer to Allah and also teach you the Quran so that you're able to, you know, go yourself into the book of Allah, reflect the dabbur and, and, and grow and coach yourself. So this is what uh, the Women of Quran Now platform um, is all about, how to live the Quran. And so this podcast is gonna be a little bit about that where you know i want to um i want to take an ayah of a jews so um i want to share with you my reflections um about uh you know an ayah that i would pick from every jews so um every week i'm gonna try to pick a jews and um share an ayah or two from that jews that really made me reflect and, uh, and share also some coaching gems based on that. 
So, if this is something that interests you, stay tuned. Bi'idhnillah, may Allah give me tawfiq. But this is, uh, this is what I would like to do. And also, I have a Telegram platform. It is free. It's a Women of Quran Now learning platform. And you could immediately join us. If you're a sister, you could immediately join us. And over there, there is content, free content. We have Tajweed um, you know, content. We have Sira content. We have uh, coaching, coaching jams. Uh, and we also have Tadabur uh, content and du'as from the Sunnah. So we have... Uh, really a good amount of content every week and so uh, if you want to have access to that on telegram and it is free uh, i'll put the link in the description so that you could join us inshallah and uh, and go from there um, on our website we also have quran plus coaching packages that you could look up uh, the mariam one is about the mindset coaching um, then we have the the fatima plan which is more about you know organization and time management um, and we have also the intensive uh, coaching package. <coughs> this is the Asia plan. And then the Um Kulthum doesn't have coaching in there, but it's more like Tadabur and uh, along with your Quran classes. So you could figure, you could look up uh, at packages, inshallah. And, uh, and, you know, if you want a one-on-one discovery call, you could book that as well and we could uh, discuss further. So with that said, um, I do apologize for the background. I have the fans on. Like I said, I recently moved to Africa. So um, I have the, the fans going on um, for my comfort. But hopefully the sound will not be too bad and that you'll be able to uh, benefit. Bi'idhnillah. Any good is from Allah. Any uh, mistake is from me. Subhanakallahum bihamdik. Ashhadu an la ilaha ila anta astaghfiruka. Wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.